Thank you for tuning in to The Trisha Goyer Show. I'm sharing my heart and answering questions about faith, writing, homeschool, big family living, and so much more. I'll also be digging deep into meaningful conversations with other authors, speakers, moms, and God lovers. I'm your host, Trisha Goyer, wife to John, mom of 10, author of over 80 books, speaker, homeschooler, avid reader, and mega nap taker. I'm so glad you're here. Friends, Trisha Goyer here, and I will have to say, one of my favorite returning people is here. So Mike House is here. Mike, I have loved it when you've come and talked about your books. Um, we've had Barabbas on here. you talking about that, and yep. now we have a new one, Sophia. So first of all, welcome. And for those who maybe haven't caught some of our other interviews, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? All right. Well, I chose a different career when I was in college because I thought that would be safer. <laughs> yeah. And so I went into corporate finance and business for a long time. I almost became a lawyer. That's a little oh, scary. Oh, wow. Uh, so I did that for about 25 years and then had an opportunity to step back and semi-retire mm. and focus on books. So I had done a little bit of writing over the years, but not a lot. And now I'm just having living my best life, working part time for a company in Chicago and doing a little bit of traveling here and there and then writing books and going to sh different shows now. And I went to Realm Makers where I got yes. to see you. That was fun. We're going to have lunch together at Realm Makers, which That's is awesome. Right. That was right. Yep. And uh, that was a lot of fun. I met some really neat people there. I met a, yeah. a guy who was a retired. He just retired. He's young. He's younger than me but he's already retired from the Air Force. He was a, a pilot. Oh, wow. And that was a lot of fun conversations because we have a son in the Army who's an officer and he's now in captain school. And uh, so we got to talk a little bit about Army bureaucracy and Air Force <laughs> bureaucracy and all the fun things. Yeah, I, I love it. I love going to the conferences. And I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy the workshops. I enjoy learning. I enjoy you know, just getting those ideas, but meeting the people and having lunch, like we were able to sit there and we've yeah. been able to talk online and then we get to talk face yeah. to face. And then just the people I meet, it's so amazing. Cause I feel like, Oh, these are my people. We could all talk the same language about books and about writing and about characters yeah. and about our imagination, which also realm makers, um, you know, if they have like sci-fi and fantasy and kind of other elements, Right. Um, and right. I know that Sophia has, you know, there's, there's a little bit of just not your straight story. So start right. by telling us about Sophia and then how did yeah. you get the idea? First of all, the cover is amazing also. Um, but how did you get the idea for this? Well, it's not sci-fi. It's not sci-fi. <laughs> it's not sci-fi. There's it no spaceships. Super, supernatural elements mm -hmm. to it. As, as does the New Testament, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yes, right. the Bible, like throughout the Bible. The Bible the and our of, most... The witch of Indoor. I mean, yeah. there's so many things. And our most accurate, in fact, scholars say this now, our most accurate historical document from that time period of the New Testament is the New Testament. Mm -hmm. They weren't just making up stories. Right. Uh, around principles they wanted to teach, these things really happened. And so a lot of the things that, for instance, the Apostle Paul describes mm -hmm. were real things that happened. The Council at yeah. Jerusalem and 
you know, his shipwreck on Melita and all kinds of things. We find more and more evidence of these things as, as we go on. So that's been, it's been a lot of fun to, to work through that. So I, I did the Barabbas trilogy. Yes. And then I promised a few folks that I would follow up with some spinoffs. Mm. And I wasn't sure when I started book three, what that first spinoff would be. I, I figured it would be one of the sons. Um, but then I got near the end of the Barabbas legacy, which is book three. And I brought the youngest daughter into the mix and got to know her character a little bit. And, it, and by the end, I was like, okay, she's it. She's the first <laughs> Basically, the, she oh, wasn't yeah. going to let the boys get the attention. That's right. <laughs> and she's a spitfire and, and she's a preacher and she was going to take it to the world. So I said, okay, that's what it is. And, mm -hmm. and of course, there was a dramatic ending to the Barabbas legacy that I don't know that I want to give away. And yeah. that lets us know that she's probably the one that's going to be the first right. So, uh, And indeed she is. And then I'll, I'll probably do at least one more spinoff. Oh, good. But I'm busy doing lots of other things too, including, you know, working on movie scripts and, and different things. So that's so fun. That's so fun that like, you know, all this time, I mean, you, you have obviously have that creative nature in you. Um, this draw for stories. I mean, if we're not, crazy and drawn to this we would not be doing this because it's a lot of work yeah. it's yeah. a lot of work especially you're doing historical fiction so mm -hmm. there's there's research but then it's exciting storylines and these you yeah. know spiritual elements i mean there's a lot of layers that go on and so if it wasn't in you it's not something you would naturally be drawn to do so you, i love yeah. yeah go ahead go ahead oh i was just gonna say you you have to be wired a yeah. little bit differently to write creative fiction like I have a, a brother who's brilliant, has a PhD in microbiology. He was a great resource during COVID, right? I could oh, ask him I bet. kinds of interesting <laughs> questions. Uh, and he says he he has sat down to try and write fiction. He cannot do it. Mm -hmm. It just it doesn't work for him. He's not yeah. wired that way. Yeah. And so you do have to be wired a little bit that way. And then, but at the end of the day, we're all trying to use our talents to mm -hmm. do good. That's what we should be doing. Yep. Right. Because our job is to prepare this world for Christ's return. Mm -hmm. It's not to sit back and wait for it to happen. It's to actively prepare for his return. And that's what he's expecting us to do. Yeah. And what I love about that, and especially the books that you write, is that some people, like, they wouldn't sit down and listen to us preach a sermon to them. They mm -hmm. wouldn't, if we wrote a list of all our favorite scripture verses and hand it to them, they might just crumble it up. But a story where you yeah. can have these events and like, what if this happened? And so sure. you, your stories aren't like, this is exactly how it was in scripture, but well, there's elements of truth throughout it of, oh, of, of this is how people lived and this is things that could have happened. Um, so talk a little bit about that as you take, this is, we have our biblical narrative mm -hmm. and then we have all these characters because you know, what happened to this person? What happened to that, that person who was, her son is being carried to the funeral and all of a sudden, you know, he's raised alive. I mean, there's so many people that oh, yeah. have amazing stories that we don't get to know. And so I love that you took one that you don't yeah. hear anything about Brabus and then you continue. Now you have a spinoff. So what is it like taking this truth of God's word, but also making it so readers will be interested and care about these characters and also learn about God and his ways as yeah. they're reading through the books. 
Yeah, and I, I guess my first response to that would be that it has a lot to do with following the Spirit. Mm-hmm. This was a story that particularly captured me, Barabbas. Yeah. What mm-hmm. was it like for him? What was it like from his perspective? What did he do? We don't know. Yeah. And and then I ran with it. Different stories impact different people in different ways, mm-hmm. right? And so someone else might be really attracted by you know, the group of friends who lowered their their other friend who was sick through the roof so that Jesus could heal him. Yes, yeah. And maybe they would, they think that's a really cool story. I want to write about mm-hmm. that group of friends. And, and that could be a great story. We don't yeah. know anything about them either, right? Ooh, and now both of us are like, hmm, who's yeah. going to get to that story first? And I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, and, and one I was just thinking about the other day was, you know, David, King David had this, now before he became king, became king of all Israel, yeah. We had this group of 600. Yes. And I think they called them the mighty ones. The mighty men of valor. And and he was they were his core group of elites that uh-huh. one kept him alive and and two helped him then attain the, the throne of of all Israel and they built a special house for them in Jerusalem once he moved to Jerusalem and 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 that and the Bible names a lot of them. And so you could go through and pick a name and and if you look at some of those it'd be like he killed 100 people with the shaft of a whatever and if you're like oh why is it more of this story in here because this is really cool yeah Yeah, there's all these amazing people and you could make one of them uriah the hittite's best friend because uriah Uh, was one of them uh i know and he was the husband of bathsheba so there's lots of really fun connections you can make there and different people are going to find different ones that really strike them. Now that the folks that created the chosen Dallas Jenkins and crew, mm-hmm. boy, they really struck a, a, a golden vein, right. Mm-hmm. In how they tell the story. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to tell it in old English and they didn't want to yeah. just use a, a really maybe stultifying script. They wanted to make it look real and, mm-hmm. and help people get into the experience and mm-hmm. feel like they're mm-hmm. there and goodness, they've they've succeeded. They've done a yes. tremendous job. They're very good at their craft. Yeah. And they're trying to tell a story, like you said, but they're staying true to mm-hmm. the principles of the gospel. And it is helping a lot of people open yes. their eyes to those yeah. principles. And it's wonderful, wonderful to see. Yeah, I love that. And I love that, you know, as you're exploring these characters and the the spiritual messages that are going through the books, um, you're also like giving us an insight into what it was like to live during that time. And sure, it was not easy. <laughs> and they they had to flee, and there's all these obstacles, and they're in they're in parts of the world they never expected to be in, and there's oh, yeah. situations. And so I think it's so fascinating that I think so many times we have this little tiny view of the Bible and it just happened around Jerusalem and everything that's going on there. Yeah. Um, but no, like when you read about, yeah, they had to scatter because of persecution and, and so many other things. Um, and you give us a glimpse of what it would have been like during that time. And yet they were mm-hmm. faithful. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's so important about Christian fiction and then historical fiction and especially biblical fiction. Um, you know, we often say, Oh, mm-hmm. the world has never been this horrible. And, and yeah. we're like, look at what people had to go through. I mean, I'm sitting here, we're talking, 
Like, yeah. We live thousands of miles away. We're talking over the computer. Yeah. I have running water. Um, it just gives you a glimpse of life, but God's faithfulness to them. It's the same as God's faithfulness to us now. And I think we can learn and grow. So as you were writing, Sophia, let's talk about Sophia for a minute. What sure. were some of the things that Sophia taught you about maybe faith or about God or about relationships? Well, one of the things is, is being ready to take advantage of the opportunities that the Lord gives you. Mm-hmm. You might have a plan for your life. And as you read Sophia, you'll see that she's coming up with a plan for the rest of her mm-hmm. life. And it ends up being different than what the Lord really <laughs> intends for her. She wants to do good. Her plan is fine, but the Lord knows a lot more than we do. Mm -hmm. And and I've Mm -hmm. seen that a lot, obviously, in my life. Uh, I make my plans. I do my best. That's all he asks of us is to do our best. But then we need to be willing to to let him, because he's not going to force us, to let him make some course corrections and change the plan a little bit and say, "Here's, here's what you get to go do now, right? Not have to do, get to do. Yeah. And, and it's, it, it always turns out a lot better than anything we could have dreamed up ourselves. And yeah. it's not that the plans are easy either. Right. So the thing he calls us to do, I'm in the middle of it. We're like, why are we having to face this? Right. right. And then afterwards, we're like, oh, yeah. I see. <laughs> like, oh, you knew what you were doing all along. I don't know why I'm so surprised here. Yeah. Um, and well, I, the people I love back that. in, so this is, this one takes place about 72 to 82 AD mm-hmm. and those people, I mean, you mentioned the technology differences and so their life was harder, right? The basics were harder, right. but the politics and the interpersonal mm-hmm. relationships, all that stuff was the same. The human yeah. condition and the human experience really isn't any different now. The, than it was the sin nature, the sin nature. All the temptations <laughs> are the same, you yeah. know, all the pitfalls are the same. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really interesting to, to see some of the history. And one of the interesting things to think about is, you know, the Lord comes and he establishes his church, but he doesn't tell them to just stay in one place. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of it. Yeah. He says, no, go all over the world as far as you can go, as fast as you can go. Yeah. It was an amazing missionary program that the world had never seen before. Yeah, right. Yeah. And in fact, in, in some cases, the members were probably like, wait a minute, let's slow down. Right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're going mm-hmm. too fast. But the Lord was here for all of us. He wanted to, mm-hmm. he, his purpose is to save the world. And so they went everywhere. And so they had to start dealing with all the different religions and the cultures and the politics and, and of course, the Roman Empire. Yeah. So most of where they went, mm-hmm. but not all of it. And so right. in, in Sophia, they go up into Sarmatia, which was outside of the Roman Empire. And we know that, uh, for instance, Thomas, uh, the Apostle Thomas, went to India. In fact, it's said that he probably died in India. Well, that was not That's part amazing. of the Roman Empire either. Right, right. right. So, so they were going everywhere they could to spread the gospel. Mm. And, and so Sophia gets to travel. Around. So we've, we've seen Barabbas, and he travels around primarily with the Apostle Paul. And he interacts with a few other apostles like Peter. right. But then Sophia gets to travel with the youngest apostle, the, I should mm. say the youngest original apostle, and that was John, the brother of James. And <clears throat> she travels around with John and wonders how he has so much energy, you know, because <laughs> there's, you know, there's, there's different theories about how he died or if he didn't die, right. or if he was translated right. like Moses or whatever it was, right? 
And she's like, why do you have so much energy? And he just keeps going, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a little bit of foreshadowing in the book about some of the things that later happened to him, right? He's He was exiled eventually to yeah. the island of Patmos. That actually happens after this time frame. Uh, there's also stories about how he was thrown into a, a vat of boiling oil by Emperor Domitian. That does and, not sound hey, fun. <laughs> just came right out, right? And he was yeah. fine. So, so there's that out there too. And again, that yeah. happened after the time frame of this book. Um, but it, it, it was fun to, to bring to life John, who's a little bit different yeah. than Peter, and who's a little bit different than than Paul. <clears throat> we don't know exactly what they were like, but they all wrote quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. And then one of the things that happens in the book is Sophia gets to become his scribe for something. Mm. A lot of the apostles had scribes. They had people write things for them. Like Paul's epistle to the Romans uh, was written by, I think it was Tychicus. Right. And sent by Phoebe, sent with Phoebe, who was a female leader of the church from, uh, I think it's, I think you pronounce it Sancria. And she's the one that took that letter to Rome before he had even visited Rome, right? He wow. wanted to go to Rome and he sent this letter and he commended the Roman saints for their faithfulness. And then eventually, not in the way he had intended, but eventually he got to Rome, right? As a prisoner. Yeah, not the way he intended at all. <laughs> yeah, fascinating story. But God used that. Again, God used that. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And then <clears throat> there's different theories about, about how Paul died. And I don't ascribe to the most popular ones, but I'm not going to say anything more on that either. So, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So, what I love, okay. So, we have, um, you know, these are, these are fictional characters, but the, the things that really happened during that time. And I do want to go back because someone might be saying, maybe they're new to the Bible. Maybe they're like, who is this Barabbas guy? that you're talking sure. about. Maybe they haven't watched the video. So let's talk a little bit about that too, because not only yeah. did you pick interesting people, you picked like a person that was totally impacted. The first person that was completely impacted by Jesus's sacrifice. Like this is, he, he received freedom before yeah. anyone else. Um, so just explain a little bit. Maybe there's someone that's listening that doesn't even know about that. Yeah. Share who Barabbas is and how you were able to use the story. Because, of course, yes, please go get Sophia. But also yeah. the other books, you want to be sure to check out those too. Well, we're, we're certain that Barabbas was real. All mm -hmm. four writers of the Gospels mention him. Yeah. Josephus mentions him. So we know he was real and we know he was killed in place of Christ. Mm -hmm. And his liberation. Oh, Christ was, was Christ was killed in place in his place. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, I said yeah. that backwards. Sorry. You said that backwards. <laughs> he lived. Barabbas lived. In place of him, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, he was liberated in a completely unexpected way to him. He was mm -hmm. preparing to die. And if you've if you've read some of the accounts of people who have, and I, and I, I here's here's a book I recommend, highly recommend to people, and this is nonfiction. And this is a book called Live Not by Lies. Okay, and it's by it Rod down. Dreher. Live Not by Lies. The, we're going to put it in the comments. Okay. Yep. And I think Angel Studios, now they were the ones that, that backed The Chosen. I think Angel Studios is going to back the documentary on this book. Oh, wow. Live Not okay. by Lies. And what it's about is this Rod Dreher went and interviewed some of the survivors of the religious persecutions behind the Iron Curtain. Oh, wow. Back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Uh -huh. 
And some of their stories are absolutely amazing. And they're telling in part their own stories, their own personal experiences, and the experiences of others they knew, some of which died in prison, some of which were tortured to death, et cetera. You know, I think I bought this book because I think I met the granddaughter of one of the people oh, in the book. Okay. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. But it's fabulous. And and you these people they get they get thrown in prison and they think they're gonna die. And that was Barabbas's flight, mm -hmm. right? He was mm -hmm. probably a Jewish rebel. Yeah. He had probably killed Romans. They hated him, which made it harder for Pilate to give him up, quite frankly. They hated well, him. Yeah, and which is also what the Jewish people were looking for. They're looking for that strong warrior who's going to come in and free yeah. them from the Romans. Right. But think about if, if you're in prison and you've prepared yourself mentally to mm -hmm. die. Mm -hmm. You're ready for it. Okay, it's, it's going to happen. And, and this happens to people when, you know, accidents happen or illness right. happens and right. they reach a point and some of it i'm i i know for sure is the lord preparing them to die mm -hmm. helping mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. prepare to cross over to the other side that's real um, but then all of a sudden he's thrown out onto the street he's free yeah and that had to have been just a shock to his yeah. system right yeah. so how did he deal with that yeah he probably had heard of jesus of nazareth probably didn't know much about him, but he had a choice to make, which is the same choice we have to make. Do yeah. I find out more or do I not just go off on yeah. my way and do whatever the world, wherever the world takes me, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people do that. I'm just going to go wherever the world takes me and do what feels good. And 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 then, you know, most of the time that they end up in really bad places. I, I, I'll give you an example. Um, and you've probably heard of this guy. He just, he barely barely blossomed here, Oliver Anthony. Have you heard that name? No, I haven't. And he released a song called Rich Men North of Richmond about, I don't know, three weeks ago. Okay. And it, it hit number one on the iTunes charts for music. Just came I'm out of nowhere. I'm taking, I'm taking care of kids. I'm driving to basketball practice. I don't know these songs. I'm going to look that one up though. <laughs> Oliver Anthony. And, and he's a guy, he calls himself an idiot with a guitar. Oh. And he's a guy who dropped out of high school at 17 and worked uh, a bunch of blue collar jobs, you know, around West Virginia and North Carolina and those areas and got hurt once and, 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 you know, got into some bad things and some drinking and some drugs and, and just found himself in some really bad places. And finally, you know, he'd been brought up in church. He'd gone to church, mm. read the Bible a little bit, but it really, you know, forsaken it. Yeah. He came back to it and he said, I think I don't want to just die. I, I think there's things I need to do. He had this wow. fear of things to do. And he he turned to God and he, he started making this music. Wow. And he's just been catapulted to the top of the charts. Like uh, you've, you've wow. heard of, uh, what's his name? Is it John Rich, the famous country singer? Am I getting his first name wrong? Anyway, so I mean, he's helping him now. I'm telling and, you, I'm driving kids to basketball practice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And so, and so here's this guy who turns himself over to God, just not thinking yes. this is ever going to so happen. Cool. And, and he's all of a sudden, you know, making lots of money now, but selling, you know, lots of people are listening to his music and he's on Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan podcast. This Wow. Week. So, so cool. Amazing things can happen, right? If like, yeah. you decide to make that choice to turn to Christ. Yeah. God has plans for us. And I always thought when we had our kids, they're almost like empty vessels and we have to fill them up with all the things and we're going to do yeah. music and dance and sports yep. and all this stuff. No, there are now that I have, I have 10 kids. So 
Yeah. Their personalities there. They God has plans oh, sure. for them and dreams for them. And oh, you yeah. see like the things little that you're like, this is really annoying. It's going to be the thing that God uses in their yeah. future. So yeah. I just love that. And it's so true from all the people in the Bible. I mean, I can't wait like someday in eternity where you just sit down and listen like, oh, you're one of the 5,000. Yeah. Tell me your yeah. story. You know, it's just yeah. going to be amazing. And I love that you took Barabbas and now you're doing these spinoffs. Okay. So you mentioned Sophia. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, what are the titles of the Barabbas trilogy? So I, I have I was, them around here somewhere. I just did not grab them. Yep. They're called, I was called Barabbas. That's book one. Mm -hmm. And then pillars of Barabbas mm -hmm. is book two. And that's when he gets to go to Rome. Yep. And that's when Paul gets to talk to Emperor Nero. There's some fun conversations there. <laughs> and then book three is the Barabbas legacy. And in the Barabbas legacy, we see the year of four emperors. Mm -hmm. where you have Galba, then Otho, then Vitellius, and then finally Vespasian becomes emperor. And he stays emperor for 10 years. Yeah. And then in, in Sophia, the emperor is Vespasian for most of the time. Uh, but then his son Titus takes over when he dies. And oh, then yeah. Titus only lasts a couple of years. And then Domitian yeah. takes over. And a lot of people thought Titus would be the bad one. Mm. But he was more like his father. I think Vespasian ruled in a you know, fairly even-handed manner and and, right. and and didn't persecute the church much. Mm -hmm. And I think Titus was the same way. It appears he was the same way. And Domitian was the bad one. He was he was really bad. <laughs> He's the one that persecuted John, right? Oh man. Um, and so, you know, they 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 experience all of this and and uh, that in book three of, of the series, you also see the siege of Jerusalem which maybe killed close to a million people. Oh, that's and it, so it effectively yeah. ended the Jewish state. The Jewish state was no more. In fact, the Romans started calling it by other names. And you'll see that in Sophia. They didn't, wow. call, it, they didn't call the city Jerusalem anymore. They called it, oh gosh, now I don't remember the name. It was a name that begins with an A. And, wow. and they called, yeah, the, the land of Judea was, was called Palestine. They changed yeah. it. Wow. They started calling it Palestine because they had defeated the Jewish rebellion. They defeated the Jews. And wow. to press that point home, the Romans changed some of the names. Wow. And then, Ro uh, or I, sh I should say, Israel didn't exist again as a country until 1948, almost 2,000 years yeah. later. Yeah, that's so amazing. I love then, that. Yep, So ahead. much history. So much history in these novels. It's just so yeah. cool. And they get to see, so uh, they get to see, of course, Vespasian dies. And then shortly after that, right after that, uh, Mount Vesuvius erupts. I know. And so and I actually I actually times. put them I actually put them in a boat near that near the shore. Oh <laughs> just for fun, right? To see the eruption yeah. of the volcano. And then and then of course, uh, you know, people organized to help. And and yeah. Titus, he actually sent a couple, we know this, he sent a couple of legions, full legions down to help with the recovery wow. efforts around Pompeii. So uh, wow. there's some fascinating history uh, there as well. Okay, so you have the three, you have Sophia. Do you know what other spinoff you're going to do next? I don't, I don't know. And, and in fact, I was thinking <clears throat> there's, there's a guy that, that, uh, that comes from book, book one or maybe book two uh, named Dan, who's a Greek who actually was a, a rebel, um, part of the, um, the Spartans. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, that heritage <clears throat> and, and he converts and, and has his family. And I thought, well, maybe one of his children, because I introduced some of his children right. before. 
also Cornelius, some of his children. Oh yeah. We've still got Barabbas's children. So there's there's a lot to choose from. Uh, Cornelius is a fun character to to write about. He doesn't appear in Sophia, but he appears in all three of the Barabbas books. Well, you know that you're going to wake up one morning and like, it's going to be there. The story's going to be there. You're going to know what to write and you're going to get to work. Well, the other thing that, that I thought would be interesting is to keep progressing through history, right? So I've only made it to about 82 AD, but the history, the history after that is fascinating as yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, and, and if, you know, if I could ever get all the way to about, you know, three, 320 or so AD, that would be a lot of fun. You, know? you might need to start skipping like generations pretty soon. And then that. after that, yeah, then after that, <laughs> I skip a bunch more. And yeah. uh, it would be fun, you know, it'd be fun to write about some of the the Reformation as well. Oh, I know. And I mean, it's it's sad that a Reformation was ever needed. Um, but one of the interesting things that happens in Sophia is, so Jerusalem has been destroyed, right? And the Jewish state is dissolved, mm-hmm. essentially. A lot of the saints escaped, we think. And they moved to a place called Pella, which you can find today, uh, not named Pella, but in modern day mm. Jordan. So it's that place is in modern, modern day Jordan. And you think, well, okay, the, the headquarters of the church would have migrated to Pella, right? Yeah. Well, it, it didn't. It doesn't seem to have. It seems that it eventually migrated to Rome, that Rome oh, became wow. the center of the church. Well, that and, makes sense because there's so many Christians there. Yeah. And, and the Roman saints were very faithful and, and Rome was obviously the seat of political power. And so maybe there was a reason that the, the, the other apostles decided to move the headquarters there. And of course, in the book, you see other apostles die and some of them violent, most of them violently. Wow. But, uh, I mean, that was happening as well. So, mm-hmm. so think about that as members of the church at the time, you got the 12 apostles and then, you know, they get killed. And, you know, they get replaced generally, but then at, at one point they stopped being replaced. And, and that's another interesting yeah. story, what happened, right? Mm-hmm. And then eventually you needed some sort of a reformation. And so that's when you get people like um, uh, William Tyndale. Yep. And involved. my, my yeah, ancestor, yeah. John Rogers. John um, Rogers. John Finished yeah. the Tyndale book for him. <laughs> finished the Matthews Bible. Absolutely. So he's my uh eighth great grandfather yeah 13th great grandfather something yeah yeah william tyndale was amazing and he and he actually i mean i've read some of his quotes from other things that he wrote not you not not the bible he wrote other things other tracks yeah Yeah. on different topics and he said look if they and they were burning his bibles right they you know the people that would find them the authorities would find them and they did because they didn't want people to read it in their own language which is silly right christ wanted people to have the scriptures Mm -hmm that they could study mm-hmm. for themselves. That's what Christ wanted. But somehow over the intervening centuries, those who led quote unquote, the church decided, nope, we don't want the common people to see that only the priests. Yeah. And, and so you need, which is why a reformation was needed. Yeah, you needed those reformers <laughs> to come in and say, no, we want the common people to have this. And he was being interviewed and he said, well, I, I know they're burning the scriptures. And if they want, if they burn me too, so be it. I'm oh. supposed to do this. Yeah. And he was, it, it did end up that he was burned, but not until after he was killed. So mm-hmm. he didn't have to die by fire, but he, mm. his body was, was burned right after they killed him. So, wow, wow. And then so you get into, cool. you know, Martin Luther and, and then later on, much later on, we've talked about this, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Yes. And some of the courageous things. Okay, Mike, you need to get busy, get busy writing these books faster. 
You can't <laughs> do that. I'm science. trying to start fantasy and yeah. You can't do the you can't do the fantasy and the science fiction. You have to put that off for a while. No, I've got a fantasy book written. I just I need know. to find a good home for it. And, yeah. and I went to that Realm Makers conference. And um, one of the publishers I saw there was Enclave Publishing. So I yes. thought, maybe, maybe I'll ship it off to them. But uh, there you go. Yeah, they're a good publisher. We'll see. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So we have Sophia. I'm going to hold it up one more time. And then you got to check out the Brabus. And then the other books that you have written, where can they go? Readers go to find you, find the books, connect yep. with you, and get more information. Well, you can find them in a lot of places because they're available on Ingram Spark and and then they're of course available through Amazon and most mm -hmm. of them are in audio. There's a couple I'm working on right now to get the audio done. Uh, all the Barabbas books are on audio. I so need Sophia, Sophia in audio. Yeah, isn't yet. Okay. Now yeah. I did. I have found the voice artist for oh, Sophia, and it's, and it's female. Of course, I had to find a female for this one, and so she's she's going to do that here shortly, and we'll have that one out on audio. Oh, so good. Okay. Make sure you check him out. And we love having uh, Mike come when you finish your next one. Even your fantasy. We could talk about that. I'll be happy to. Oh, I'd love to talk about <laughs> the fantasy with you because it's going to, going to involve Earth and, and there will be some religion in it. There will It will go back to World War II Germany. Yes. Not not by time travel, because I, I oh. will not write time travel. I don't I mean I say that. Maybe I will will someday, but well, you're gonna wake up with the best time travel <laughs> idea tomorrow just for saying that. <laughs> That's right. But well. I mean yeah, it, and it will hit a lot of uh powerful points about how I we live our lives, how we believe in that. God, how we govern ourselves, all all yeah. those kinds of things, right? So good. All right. Well, thank you, Mike, for being here. I always love it. Love what you're doing. I love that. You're so creative. They're like, oh, let's talk about sci-fi. Let's talk about well, fantasy. Let's you you, as, well. I you know. as well. I know. I see you've, you've got, I don't know, two or three that are coming out in short order, right? I know. It's always, <laughs> it's always crazy. But yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, but thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Trisha Goyer Show. I hope you received help and inspiration. That's what I'm here for. Now, remember, if you would like to submit a question, email it to hello at trishagoyer.com. And I can't wait until we connect again.